0: Good morning. This week we continue along in our series called Known by Heart, Scriptures Every Christian Should Know. And this week our scripture passage comes from the Old Testament prophet Micah, who will be listening to Micah 6, chapter, uh, Micah chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. Listen now to the word, well, let's pray first. Let us pray. <laughs> Gracious God, we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from your mouth. Make us hungry for this, your word, that it may nourish us today in the ways of your will and your kingdom here on earth. Amen. All right, let's listen now to what the Old Testament prophet Micah has to say to us. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression? Will the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with God. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. So this week was a big week for concerts here in Charlotte. Uh, Did anybody here go see the Rolling Stones? No, okay, one. How about Darius Rucker? Oh, a handful. How about the Breakaway Music Festival up at the Speedway? Okay. Uh, And apparently last night, his Golden Messenger was playing. And I'm not real familiar with them, but my husband was really excited about that. Well, one of the faculty members at Union Presbyterian Seminary, where I work, he wrote a really long Facebook post about the Rolling Stones. He admitted that he was not a big fan. But in preparation for the concert, he downloaded a playlist and took a lot of their songs on a hike with them to listen. And upon a deeper dive into their music, and because Mick Jagger tends to be a bit of a mumbler, he pulled up the lyrics and read along. And he found himself very pleasantly surprised at the depth and the significance of some of their songs. You see, music has a way of communicating truths and emotions in ways that sometimes words alone cannot. And so as I was working on the sermon this week, I had music playing in the background. Now, when I do that, I need something pretty peaceful and, and low-key, and I need it to be really quiet, or I get too distracted. This week I was not listening to McJagger. Jagger but I was listening to a different mumbling musician from across the pond. That would be Van Morrison. And as I was studying the scripture we've just read, Spotify plays for me Van Morrison's version of Just A Closer Walk With Thee. Now if you don't know that song, it's number 835 in our new hymnals. And First of all, I never knew Van Morrison sang hymns, and second of all, I never tied this hymn to this scripture. Just a closer walk with thee, grant it, Jesus, is my plea, daily walking close to thee. Let it be, dear Lord, let it be. I confess that I replayed Van's version of this song over and over this week. Sometimes music speaks to us in ways that words alone cannot. So what does the Lord require of you? That is a question that humans have been asking for a long time. This question appears in our scripture reading today, 800 years before Jesus was ever born. And it's a question that Christians continue to wrestle with. And I think that part of our struggle is due to the competing requirements of the world and those requirements that we put upon ourselves. So What does the world require of you? Well, a lot. Go to work, pay your bills, look the right way, act the right way. Be in a relationship, be positive, be on social media. Achieve certain levels by certain times in life. Do things in the right order. Go to college, get married, have children, work hard, pay your way, make a lot of money, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Be healthy, be nice, be assertive, but not too assertive or you'll seem rude. Drive a nice car, have killer shoes, join the right clubs, Write thank you notes, have goals, have a plan, have it all figured out, stay strong. Don't show your weaknesses, but be a little vulnerable. Every man for himself. Find your passion, try new hobbies, have a date night. Vote, volunteer, buy local. Have your act together, care about the environment. Recycle, exercise, and make sure you're doing both cardio and strength training and binge watch Bridgerton, Outer Banks, Ted Lasso, or whatever the hottest show is. Well, who in the world can do all that? I don't see any hands out there. I'm tired just from naming some of the things. And what do you require of yourself? Maybe not much, maybe knowing all of the world's demands You already feel defeated. Maybe you already are tried and have failed. Maybe you're too tired. Maybe you feel too old to keep at it. Maybe the world is battered and beaten you down and you feel as if you don't have much to offer. That's all understandable. Or maybe you require too much of yourself. I know you. Maybe you're doing your best to live up to all that is expected of you and by you. Maybe you work 24-7 trying to get it all done, and the few hours you spend in bed, you're tossing and turning, fretting about what you didn't get done, or that what you did get done, you didn't do well enough. Maybe you're hanging on by a thread or with bloody fingernails, trying to live up to the requirements of the world or the requirements that you have put upon yourself. Expectations are good. Standards are good. Goals are good. But if you're here today, or listening with us virtually, you know that that is not what we're about. That is not why we are here. We've gotten distracted from our true purpose. It's like if I try to play disco music or rhythm and blues in the background at work. I can't get anything done. I'm too busy singing along and dancing at my desk. That's not why I'm there. You know that we're not here to be who the world wants us to be. You know that we're not here For our own ambitions. We've just gotten distracted and lost our focus. If you look within yourself, you'll remember we're here for God and for each other. What does the Lord require of you? Isn't that what really matters? The author of our scripture today can relate to our struggle. He too was overwhelmed. In prior verses, he had been reminded of all that had been done for him by God. In exasperation, he says, what do you want from me? I have been there, and I bet you have too. Shall I give you burnt offerings, one calf, thousands of rams, rivers of oil? my firstborn he gets a little carried away and dramatic but god replies i don't really care about what you bring it's what you care about that matters to me it's what you care about that matters to me i want you to care about justice loving kindness and walking with me. Oh yeah. I often find myself focused on what I care about and what the world cares about. And some of these things are certainly good and important, but have they distracted us from what really matters? Can we put them aside? Can we reorient our lives? to God. Old Testament Professor Patricia Toll at Louisville Seminary, she says it sort of like this. The three virtues named are hardly controversial. Justice is good. Who would ever despise kindness? And who would ever argue with humility? The trick is in the living. You see, unlike offerings, lifelong habits of kindness, justice, and humble walking with God are not transactions to dispense and check off as a duty done. Rather, they characterize a stance, a way of life, of leaning toward others. Extending grace without measure, as God has done. And not because others deserve it, but because they need it. Promoting fairness, especially toward those at risk, and certainly not trying to appease and be done with God, but instead keeping our hearts open and pliant. What faith says that God still requires from us is to cultivate the capabilities we have seen in our maker, capabilities that we already possess, a warm heart for all, a passion for fairness, and flexibility to learn as we go. The trick is in the living care about what God cares about. It's already within us. That list sure is a whole lot more simple than what the world requires. What are you doing that is leaning toward others? How are you extending grace and promoting fairness? Is your heart open and pliant? How about us as a church Selwyn? Are we open and pliant to what God is calling us to do? We lean toward others for sure. Check out our mission page on the website to see some ways we lean toward our neighbors. We're involved with roof above and habitat, but are we merely checking off a duty Or are we open to how God may be calling us deeper into housing our neighbors and ending homelessness in Charlotte? Montclair Elementary is another place where as a church we've committed to lean toward others. You've already heard about the food pantry. And next week we will send home food with 20 children on Friday. The more food we get, the more families we can serve with increased frequency. Some of you may have heard about GEP. GEP stands for greater enrichment program. It's an after-school and summer er- enrichment program that our church sponsors at Montclair and it's offered at no cost to the families. It was featured this week on WBTV news. They're making the grade segment, and I hope you'll go home and watch it. GEP at Montclair happens as part of our mission, financial giving. We don't have to staff it, but we're all invited to lean in. Matt Baskerville is going to coach a let me run team after school for the boys there this fall. Joe Rabel is going to host a martial arts club for the kids. Eleanor, Nancy, Allison, and Ellen go each week to tutor some of the children there. Not because the kids deserve it, but because the kids need it. That's some justice. That's a heaping bunch of some love and kindness. What does the Lord require of you let it be dear lord let it be amen
1: as we make plans to lean out. I invite you to lean in toward this table. For friends, this is the joyful feast of unity. Christ has gathered God's people all around the earth to commune at this table, across political lines, economic lines, national lines, in places powerfully protected by affluence, And among the poorest of the poor, we share a meal. Remembering and celebrating the One who proves shalom is possible. This morning we come in need. We come seeking the wholeness, peace, and joy found in the sacredness of togetherness. And so come, come from east, come from west, north and south, come with all of your doubts, with all the things you're sure about. Come with your hopes, with your utter exhaustion. Come with boundless readiness. Come with your inadequacies, with your strengths. Come with your intent to live loyally, to live justly, compassionately, peacefully, and joyfully. Come for a closer walk with God. Come eat, O church, in joy. Come join, O church, in cup, in bold accord. Come to this table. You're invited. And all, everyone born, everyone born is welcome.
2: Let us continue in prayer. Gracious God, as we are seated at this, the holiest of tables, it is right to give our thanks and praise to you. It was you who spread out the dazzling canopy of the heavens. You who lifted up the mountains and the hills high and stately. You who poured out oceans and rivers flowing free. You who made the creatures of this earth and every living, breathing soul on this planet, each of us, all of us in your sacred image from generation to generation. Out of your great love for the world, you sent Christ to redeem and restore the earth, healing its brokenness, making all things new And so, here we are at this table with that promise in mind. Here we are, some of us bringing what feels like the weight of the world to this table, weary and tired, trying to be faithful, trying to stay the course, trying to do the right thing, sometimes forgetting the promises of grace and the call to discipleship we celebrate this morning. In this moment, we are listening for the whispers of your voice and the melody of the saints, and we join our voices at this table with all those faithful of every time and every place who forever sing to the glory of your name. We cry out for those who are persecuted across the globe and in this city for who they worship, for who they love, for their gender or the shade of their skin. We join our voices with those who celebrate the power and the glory of the resurrection for all those who sing Hallelujah this morning. Right here at this table, we ask you to forgive us for not listening, for worrying, for mistrusting. Christ is the light that overcame the darkness. Christ is the water that quenches our thirst. Christ is the bread that rises from the earth. Christ is the vine that connects all creation in unity. We are here, hungry children at your table, and our only hope is that Christ really is the life that death cannot destroy. So here we are, and we gather, and we commit, and we learn, and we serve, and we smile, and we sing, and we feast, and we laugh. We rejoice, and we shout, Alleluia, in the name of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, heaven,
3: hallowed hallowed be thy thy
2: name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
1: We give you thanks, O God, for sending Christ to the world.
2: A few instructions before we begin um, partaking of the feast, our elders, will come forward and help serve the elements, Denny and Tom. Um, For communion, in the name of our masks and socially distancing, um, we're gonna ask you all to maintain social distance. You'll be escorted through the side aisles, take your elements from the table, return to your pews, and after the communion anthem, we will partake the meal together. If you would like to have gluten-free bread, It's here at the table on my side. If you would prefer our elders to serve you in your pew, if you could just raise your hand and they will see you after everyone has come forward and we'll partake together.
1: We give thanks to God for sending Christ to the world. Jesus came to us, a vulnerable child of the fringes of society. Jesus who lived among us and told God's story, who healed the sick and welcomed the sinner who shared our pain and died our death and rose again to new life that we might live and the creation may indeed be restored. We give thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ that on the night before he died, he took a loaf of bread and after giving thanks, he broke it, saying this is my body. It is broken for you. Whenever you do this, remember me. And in the same way, after supper, Jesus took the cup, saying this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do so remembering me. For as often as we eat this bread and we drink this cup, we remember the Lord's until he comes again and again and again. This morning we come remembering the boundless love in Jesus Christ as we break bread and share this cup, giving ourselves to God to live in Christ as we praise together.
2: These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now let us pray. Holy God, may this time unite us in the community of saints who know your love and proclaim your Son with fervor and grace to a broken and hurting world. Amen. Friends, God has shown us the meaning of generosity in the beautiful diversity of God's creation, in the overflowing love of Jesus Christ, in the never-ending gift of the Holy Spirit. God has abundantly blessed us and called us to be a community that honors one another to serve others with joy, and to share our love and our resources. During this time, we invite you to reflect on the ways that God may be calling you to use your gifts and talents this season. The text to give number is 704-734-9818. Let us go to God
0: with our offerings. Mm
2: we pray in dedication for our closing hymn, which is number 298, we're going to sing verses 1, 3, and 5. And now let us pray together. Gracious God, you create more than we could ever hope to return. You share more than we could ever hope to deserve. And yet, we pray, accept these humble gifts. May they honor and glorify you in all creation. And may they empower us for the work of witness and service, for the sake of justice, and for the sake of peace, now and forever. Amen.
0: Spotify played me another Van Morrison song I'm going to use to charge you. Listen to these words from By His Grace. You've got to try for the kingdom on high. You've got to try. You've got to live your religion for the kingdom on high. Open your mind to the wisdom when you try for the kingdom. One day at a time, you've got to try. And it will come by and by by his grace. Go from this place knowing you go with the grace of God the Father, the love of Jesus Christ, and the ever-present companionship of the Holy Spirit now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. <music>